0: Hello everyone, this is Devaney Woodrow with the She Cannot Be Silent series. Today, I'm super excited to be on episode two with special guest, Christy Woodrow. I'm super excited to share some personal conversations we were talking about this morning. Um, Just a little bit of an introduction on Christy herself. She's been a professional full-time travel blogger for the last 12 years. And as she spent some time, you know, exploring the world outside of herself. She's taken a personal healing journey step and learning to explore inside of herself now. And there's just been some beautiful conversations we've got to share. So this morning we were talking and after our conversation, I was like, we really need to make a podcast about this because it was a huge insight. So I'm going to have Chrissy come on here and say hi real quick. And then we're going to share some personal stories and perspective shifts.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Christy. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me on, Devaney. Um, So, yeah, this morning we... Yeah, yesterday I was talking to my coach, talking about something that I've kind of struggled with. It's a, a big wound that I've had, I guess, since I was about 12 years old, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. But um, I always kind of bring it back to that age. Um, in my romantic relationships, I've always had the wound of, you know, oh, I'm not fully being chosen. And, you know, for the last couple of years, I've kind of looked into that, you know, wondering, where does that come from? So the thing that I could come up with, you know, in speaking with my coaches, um, you know, had something to do with uh, my mother wound and uh, not feeling fully chosen by her. And that comes down to when I chose to move out of, her house uh, with her, my stepfather at the age of 12. Um, She told me that she hated me after I moved out, um, which of course stuck with my child brain. It was like, you know, took a snapshot of that and never forgot it. And many more years of um, her, in my mind, choosing my brother over me by uh giving him so much more support um because he was i don't know how to say this nicely but kind of a fuck up
0: her brother's my dad and so
1: yes, so um you know that that stung as a child of course um feeling like you know she always told me you could do it on your own you know um you don't need my support so I'm not going to help you kind of thing um, and this is of course the way that I remember it. And, um, you know, uh, as a hypnotherapist, I also realized that our memories are not always exactly the way that they, well, they're actually never exactly the way that we remember them. So, um, that's just the way that our minds work. So, but that is the meaning that I've created out of that story. And I think a lot of that, you know, really plays into my relationships, my romantic relationships. Um, So as I was talking to my coach yesterday, you know, I told her that story and she's like, okay, so what does that, where in that story have you decided that you weren't chosen? And I repeated the story again and she said, okay, so where in that story have you, you know, decided that you weren't chosen? And I was like, okay, I'm starting, I think I'm starting to understand where you're getting. And she's just repeated the story back to me and she's like, that's what it means. It doesn't mean you weren't chosen just It just means that your mother told you that she hated you. Your mother chose your brother or didn't chose, but your mother gave more support to your brother. That is, that is the meaning that, you know, is created out of that story. And I'm like, okay, so our minds are meaning making machines and we always want to create a story out of, um, and meaning out of everything that's happened to us. So my childlike mind created that meaning and story. It doesn't make it true. So the thing about perspective shifts, and um this is something that, you know, I think is just a lifelong learning experience, is that it's hard to a lot of times when it's something is so like wounding and emotional for us, it's hard to find a different perspective or a, a healthier, more empowering perspective. And so that's why a lot of times, you know, we work with coaches and things and hypnotherapists because it's helpful to have an outsider give you a different perspective. And sometimes that perspective lands, sometimes it doesn't. But this one really landed for me. And she said, you know, the opposite or the absence of love is, um, or the, what is the the,
0: opposite of hate or I think love is I think what you should know that
1: the absence of love is not hate, it's Mm. indifference. So in other words, your mother telling you that she hated you actually meant that she loved you so much that it broke her heart that you left, Mm -hmm. which I was like, yes, I've definitely known that in a way, but never really fully like allowed myself to believe it because I think I was so tied to that story of like, oh no, she hurt me. She, you know, was supposed to be the mother. She was supposed to be the one that always told me that she loved me no matter what. So, and the situation with her um, supporting my brother more. She chose to believe in me more because she knew that my brother needed more support. And that perspective shift for me was, was so huge. And it honestly just makes me want to reach out to my mom who maybe she'll be listening to this. um, And, you know, just thank her for choosing to believe in me so much and for loving me so much that, you know, she really wanted me to be a part of her life and not leave, you know, when I was 12, which of course I, you know, didn't necessarily deserve that, but you know, I, I, she did love me and I, and I know that. So that's something that I think perspective shifts can really, really. And that's also something like sometimes these perspective shifts don't always land and that's okay. And like, you find the one that resonates with you. And uh, sometimes it even takes like uh, programming it into your subconscious, which is where like hypnotherapy comes in and why yes. I've loved it so much and why I know Devani loves it so much. Um, so yeah, that's my story with... Uh...
0: Oh my gosh, thank you for sharing it. <laughs> Hearing this again, I was just still as fascinated, honestly. And it's such a real thing that when we think of our childhood memories, especially to our parents... I don't want to say we feel victim, but it's like, we're like, you are the adult here and then we come and we grow up and it's like, we have to choose to make that inner work our reality. Because if not, we might either carry it on or we're just holding such an uncomfortable feeling towards people who we truly deep down love. And so to me, you sharing that, I so resonated because while your mom is my grandma, she has similarly done the same thing with my siblings. And I was always so irritated on Christmas and stuff because I'm like, why am I the only ones like not getting support? Like my brothers go to jail, they get money. And I'm like, I'm in college. Can you please help me too? And then hearing that shift, I could connect it to even my own mom. I was like, wow, I can't take it so personally that, you know, they're getting support and more money because truly yeah there is that belief in me and they've made it so known and I've been in denial that it's actually what they're saying like my mom saw me like I'm so proud of you you're doing so good and I'm like well why aren't you helping me like so exactly. that was such a beautiful thing to make a connection to and yeah I did try to call my mom this morning and she didn't answer so I'm like yeah she's Maybe gonna hear about listen. this <laughs> yeah she'll be like thank gosh you finally figured it out I do love you and I care for you
1: Yeah. And of course we have to like, you know, have compassion for ourselves because we were children. We Mm -hmm. didn't know any better. And, but the thing that I love is, you know, we can hold on to that victim kind of uh, mentality or that victim perspective. But I try to remember like, that's not helping me in any way. Like that's actually only hurting me and, Mm -hmm. you know, choosing an empowering perspective for myself is not about like, necessarily like forgetting what happened or just kind of like saying, oh, it's okay. Um, Or like minimizing what happened, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's more about just what am I choosing as my empowering perspective to be able to move forward and learn from this experience.
0: that's So beautiful. So I do want to talk about, I was just thinking when you're talking about that, how hypnotherapy plays such a big role in that. And I have mentioned hypnotherapy before on my Instagram a million times. I think I even slightly mentioned it in the last podcast, but I know how many myths are out there on what hypnotherapy really is. You know, for instance, we see movies and it's like people are clucking like a chicken and just all these false things. So since you are a certified hypnotherapist and beginning the journey of being able to help people on that level, I do want to talk about kind of what it really is and what its purpose is and why it is actually so necessary a lot of the time for a healing journey because there's that point where consciousness and subconscious me and consciousness only works so far so yeah if you want to share a little bit about that and then I'll definitely share my experience too because you know I
1: love it (laughs) yeah so hypnotherapy and you know A lot of times people, when they go into it, they think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember anything. I'm going to be out of control. Like I'm, you're going to be able to tell me like to basically go like withdraw $300 from my bank account and I'll go and do it. And that is completely (laughs) untrue. You are fully aware the entire time you're actually more aware. So it's actually like bringing more awareness into like your subconscious, you're bringing more of your subconscious out, which is bringing more awareness. So, um, really, hypnosis is just about bringing you into this relaxed state where your conscious mind in a way I mean a lot of it is your conscious mind is getting really bored because Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to talk about like waterfalls and meadows and streams and going downstairs and things like that so um your conscious mind gets so bored that it literally checks out um I mean it's still there it's Mm -hmm. still listening it's still overseeing it's like I want to make sure nothing you know Uh, tricky is going on here and it's still there to protect you. Um, And it just gives your subconscious a chance to come out and play. And your subconscious is kind of like, it is like your inner child as well. It's like your creativity. Um, And it's so excited to be able to be like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is my playground. Like I want to like go talk about like, or, you know, get involved in waterfalls and I want to go like play in a meadow and uh, things like that. So Basically, it's um, bringing your subconscious to the surface, but also just allowing you to be in a more relaxed state um, to where you are more suggestible. And before um, any hypnotherapy is done, when you're working with the hypnotherapist, you come up with the suggestions that you want. Um, so you go, you come up with them together. But um, it's it's all like the person, the client is leading the session. It's in you're the one doing the healing, which is the most amazing part. Like yes. I feel like it's it's not like someone's like, oh, I'm gonna heal you. It's it's like you're doing it all of this. And it it's really empowering as well. So the way that I actually got into hypnotherapy was doing a lot of like self self-hypnosis in really deep transcendental meditation with uh, a a guy who I absolutely adore Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I've been to quite a few of his retreats. Um, and that experience and getting deep into uh, self-hypnosis and like meditation allowed me to heal and shift a lot of like my core uh, wounds, my core like beliefs, uh, really relating to like safety and just um, trauma that kind of thing. So, uh, and, and it, it allowed me to like move that energy out of my body and just kind of like transmute it into something that's beautiful. So, um, that is my experience with hypnosis uh, and why I got into it. And then I started, um, I've, I'm also certified in breath work and I use breath work in my hip hypnosis regression sessions, which, regression is like a whole nother like thing. I don't know if you've done it at all in your sessions. No,
0: I almost did it once and we ended up getting carried away on a whole nother trauma journey.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) regression is super fun. It's one of like, actually the funnest parts for me about hypnotherapy, because you can go to not only this life, but if you believe in past lives, you can go to past Mm -hmm. lives, you can go to in between lives, you can go to other planets. And I've had some really amazing experiences myself. I've like witnessed some amazing experiences, like instant healings. Um, And honestly, just it, it, it's such a, like, our minds are just are so amazing. And, yes. uh, but so the subconscious, basically the it's like, you know, people come to hypnotherapists a lot of times and they're like, I've had this, you know, belief or this problem, this habit that I can't yeah. break. For... And it usually
0: is something that's transmiss- transmitted into something like anxiety or depression too. So that's like yeah. one thing to know. Like while it's a belief, it's sometimes people can relate to that by like, I have anxiety mm-hmm. and anxiety is a subconscious, like it happens subconsciously. Like So for people who are suffering with anxiety, it's like, we once you realize you're not choosing to have that and it's a core belief that's where like that hypnotherapy comes in so i just wanted to add that for like the belief because yeah it's a belief but the belief can become physical things that are bothering us like anxiety depression mm-hmm. addiction to like so many levels of things we need help with
1: yeah so people are just like well then how are you going to change in you know three to however many sessions this you know Thing that I've been dealing with my entire life. And it's, it's just honestly, like, it's about, like Devonie said earlier, you know, like we can say all the affirmations that we want. We can consciously want to change a habit or some, you know, like anxiety or beliefs, uh, core beliefs. And we can do that all day long consciously, and it's not going to make an effect. So Really, we need to reach our subconscious for that because that's the one that's controlling all of that, all yes. of our habits. And, you know, we're like, what, 95% of things subconscious? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's 95% of our daily actions is subconscious controlled, even though we think uh, all day long we're choosing our entire day. And that's kind of where that autopilot comes in that yeah. a lot of people have referenced in their life. Oh, and another thing is, is so. To give an example of kind of like what hypnosis is like a lot of us enter hypnosis when we're driving because mm-hmm. there's so much going on it's like when you 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 don't know how you got somewhere you're like you were completely there the whole time but your mind was so busy there was so many different senses involved and your mind just it just goes to the that autopilot but that's like what the hypnosis is and also like another example is I used to smoke weed and when I first started hypnotherapy, she was like, the reason you probably really like that is weed is a really like, you're in hypnosis all mm-hmm. the time. You're super suggestible. So that's like one thing to be aware of if you do smoke is everything in your life you are completely being suggestible to mm-hmm. for better or for worse.
1: So yeah, I like to say that basically our entire lives were being like programmed. And so, uh, hypnosis and, uh, you know, meditation and things are a way for us to program the things that we want rather than allowing other people to program us. And another way is TV. I -hmm. mean, you watch TV and you go into hypnosis, you go into like a, um, slower brain waves and you're more suggestible, which is why, you know, they have all the pharmaceutical, uh, advertisements and why, um, so many things like even just watching TV can like seep into your dreams and things.
0: Yeah. So. And social media.
1: Yes. <laughs> Very much so. You get so <laughs>
0: lost. Well, I get so lost on it. And I'm like, what did I just put into my brain? Like and the algorithm doesn't always work for my benefit. It's like exactly. mental health stuff. And I'm like, I don't need to be putting these sad things into my
1: brain <sighs> at all. Ugh, watching the news.
0: Yeah. We <laughs> Which don't, I
1: don't do. But... We don't
0: watch the news here in this house. So it's awesome, but um uh, when you go and visit people that do, like, it's so yeah, hard. Like <laughs> got grandparents, any grandparents, it's like every morning the news and I'm like Which is another thing in the book that I'm reading how to do the work um by the holistic psychologist. She talks about part of the reason that we do that is we're so used to that. Um hmm, how would I put it? It's like comfortable for us to be getting this bad news because we're living in that state of I don't want to use anything that's not correct so I'm being so mild with what I'm saying it but it's like it makes so much sense people who never hop into like I want to say like the parasympathetic nervous system of where they're actually healing it's like they're stuck in that Mm -hmm. almost like masculine day-to-day yes (laughs) and so like part of the reason I don't watch the news is because of that is I'm like one I don't want to view the world so negatively I would like to think even though there's so many sad things going on why think about that when there's so many beautiful
1: things going yeah. on, too? Like, And it's not really helpful to just focus on that. I mean, it's not helpful No, at it's all. not just... for
0: your nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's not for your mental health. It's not for your physical health. Not only on a nervous system level, but that's where, like, yeah, it's like, you know, you watch the news. If you have subconscious beliefs that see these negative things that you're watching... You're just
1: reaffirming it's that like, belief.
0: Yeah. Not only that, it's like, you're going to instantly start your day off in anxiety yes. or worry yeah. and... Yeah, that's.
1: I don't know how people do it. Honestly, I would be a wreck.
0: <laughs> you do it so long. It's like,
1: it just becomes normal.
0: It, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, watch some Dateline every day, watch the news. It's like, we're living that.
1: And it also becomes <laughs> like Dr. Joe and talks a lot about how it's um, an addiction mm. because we're addicted to the way that we feel, even if it's feeling <sighs> bad, because yes. our body is like, wait. I need this, like this Mm -hmm. normal, I want to go back to that normal feeling, even though it's bad, it's normal. Mm -hmm. And you get addicted to that.
0: I've personally been addicted to that. And that's one thing I've had to work on lately is being conscious to realize if that's part of the reason I'm going back to old habits. And one thing my hypnotherapist said about hypnotherapy is sometimes you have like a refusal stage of, you know, your brain will. She always describes hypnotherapy in your brain like a computer. She's like, you know, you'll delete the program, but sometimes it goes into the recently deleted bin mm-hmm. and then you have to delete it again because mm-hmm. your brain's like, are you sure you really want to get rid of this? Yeah. Because it's been keeping us alive. Like that's all these like addictions, anxiety, depression, things that are really like not how we want to be living. It's there because it's kept us alive. It doesn't care how it looks because it's survival. Okay. And that's literally the primal purpose. It served
1: a purpose at one point in your life.
0: Yes, which in my practice with Reiki, a lot of people share to me about some really personal things, whether it's mental health or, you know, just honestly um, having issues about wanting to go back to an ex, things like that. And I'm like, I can help you on an energetic level, but hypnotherapy, like I swear I'm going to end up referring everyone to hypnotherapy because it's like, you and I alone in a conscious state of just conscious affirmations and talking and suggestions, if my suggestions aren't going to you and not only that, I'm not a certified hypnotherapist, so I don't want to be giving suggestions on that
1: level. Um, That's okay though. It's affirmations. I mean, it's never bad. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I don't feel like they're going to stick as much. No, they don't. Although like I do work with someone who smokes weed. So I'm like, cool. (laughs) Just know that (laughs) you're, you're more suggestible, (laughs) but um, it's, it's so real in my practice, like, especially the mental health stuff, because that's one that is always like a dear and near concern, because I'm like, I want to help you. And that's where the difference between talk therapy and hypnotherapy comes into is my hypnotherapist describes it as hypnotherapy's faster, which in mm-hmm. my experience, it so is and I've heard I just started counseling, like, I call it talk therapy um, on Monday. And she was just fascinated with my growth. And more was like, I need your hypnotherapist contact number because she was like, what are we working together for? Just
1: just recently we had a conversation where you felt so confident, like, you know, speaking in a group and you're, I was like, wow, you're so like outgoing and you're so like confident when you speak and you're like, I haven't always been like that. And you didn't even realize until that moment that hypnotherapy had helped you so much.
0: That's like the best part of hypnotherapy. You don't know it's really Mm -hmm. working right away. And not only that, there was a, a moment. So my hypnotherapist gives me all of the recordings. So sometimes I will randomly, I usually try to listen to my most recent one. So I'm getting suggestions that I've recently picked. Um, I went and listened to one from like five weeks ago and all the suggestions in it were like, I've already completed them from a website. Like there was so much like business stuff. And I was like, I was in so much shock. I was like, I never felt that shift inside myself. I just felt like I'm carrying my day, day to day. Wow, I actually am picking up this to do it. It's subconscious. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's how like easy it is. It. It's like, oh my gosh. And I love the suggestion whenever they do something that, like, my hypnotherapist will be like, you easy and effortlessly, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, thank you. Because in my day to day life, I am easily and effortlessly, which, To go off of like public speaking and how comfortable I've become in it, we've never actually worked on public speaking specifically, but what we have worked on is anxiety, self-love. So in a moment of, you know, you're going into a group, my subconscious has worked on so many anxiety triggers and self-love where I'm not caring about what these other people are going to be judging me on. Instead, I'm caring about how I'm going to connect to them because oh. that's what we're all here for. Like specifically, this is massage school and everyone there is for such like a beautiful reason. And it's like, I'm very energetically sensitive. So I could feel people next to me getting anxiety. And I remember I just had to disconnect from that. I was like, that's not yours. And then those people I'm like, you know, on the side, I want to be like sending so, them love. Here, here's some hypnotherapy <laughs> referrals <laughs> because, like, that's really like the core thing. And I think you had talked about that earlier today. Was you had asked me like what was the meaning of something, and I was like, well, well, you know this, but here's my opinion. And you're like, well, actually, I think it was more learning to give myself what I'm looking for, and that's literally been my journey. And hypnotherapy is how to give this to myself instead Mm -hmm. and how to consciously realize when I'm seeking old patterns. Like for instance, like I'll get mad at my boyfriend over something and then I'm like consciously about 10 minutes later, I'm like, wait, this is the same feeling I had as a child Mm -hmm. when I wanted my parents to like meet this need. And as much as that need really craves to be met we can meet it for ourselves. I mean, it's so great to reach out for help and have community friends and family. But like when it's something that's like an old, like connection in that way, it's so important to like try to give it to yourself. Yeah.
1: Self-regulate. And, you know, of course there's co-regulation of like nervous systems and that's amazing as well. And I think a lot of times, like we put a lot of pressure on our romantic partners to be everything do everything for us. And so if you can take a little bit of that pressure off and, you know, give yourself some of what you're craving to get from that person because of an old childhood wound. Yes, exactly. It'll change your relationships for (laughs) dramatically.
0: Yeah. (laughs) My relationship started off very codependent on my end and it created a lot of Christy calls it resentment. I'm like, "Wait, to call me out?" <laughs> um because yeah, you want this person to meet your needs. And when they don't, you're honestly, you get really upset. You're like, "Why? For me?" I'm like, "Why aren't you changing your life for me? I'm your everything." <laughs> and then I realize that's not their job, and they are doing both of us a favor by following their path in that way. So, it's been really healing for me to live my life for myself, not for cater like, so awesome to share a life together, but to not cater to someone so much that you're putting your own wants, needs, and dreams beside. and for women, I, especially, mm-hmm. who have gone through some serious, like, mother-father traumas, that's so easy for us, especially if you cared for your siblings, you're yes. like, I am motherly, I want to do all that for
1: you, Overgive so, and, yeah. you know, just basically forget yourself, uh, abandon yourself in the, in the process, um, But yeah, I actually think we should do a whole separate podcast on relationships. Oh, yes. I was talking
0: about that yesterday. And we we need to call it There's No Book for Relationships.
1: (laughs) because Although we all wish there was. Just tell me what to do.
0: Yes, literally. But it's like, will you listen? Um, (laughs) I did briefly before we end this want to talk about your unfolding retreat and give some quick little insight. I think I had mentioned in the beginning how you know, you're a travel blogger, you're exploring the outside world, which is so cool because that is healing in itself to see new things that your mind could not comprehend. Mm-hmm. And then now you're doing that and inner work. So I did want to give some insight for anyone who's like really related to this podcast and like, wow, mm. like, wants to work with Christy, wants to run these programs. Like I'll turn it over to you for a few minutes to share. So, about it.
1: I recently created a um, I call it an online retreat. Um, it's called the unfolding retreat. And it basically incorporates all of the modalities that I have been certified in and that have helped me dramatically in my life. So uh, hypnotherapy is in there, breath work. Um,
0: meditation. I
1: love the one Meditation, you neuro-linguistic programming, which is one of my favorites. It's, it also is very hypnosis-based. Is that NLP? Yeah, NLP. Okay, very yes. hypnosis-based. Um, so I basically created like a six module, um, I turned it into a course, an online course, but now we're shifting it back to a retreat where we will have not only the modules that everyone's working through together, but we're going to do weekly check-ins on Zoom oh, with like a the best part. <laughs> another friend of mine who is actually a certified trauma therapist. Um, so she's been doing that for, I think, 10 years or so. And I'm really excited to have her come on and, you know, be able to do some live stuff where we check in with everyone, see how they're doing on each module. And so it's really just like a inner journey on um, my whole thing about uh, – with with trauma in my life, I feel like it has, when I wasn't aware that I had it for many years, um, it blocked my intuition. And I think that like that, that happens for so many of us. It's like, you know, we want to be more connected to our intuition. Um, but it's hard to do that. It's hard to know whether it's your intuition or if it's trauma speaking. Mm-hmm. So the, with the unfolding, we start off by kind of, being able to use, you know, modalities and tools to help you release some of that old stuff so that you can get closer to your inner wisdom. And it's all about what is right for you. I'm not showing you how to do anything specifically. I'm just like, here's some tools. Like here's things that you can like do and work through. And I'm not telling you the best way to live your life based on that. So that's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: Thank you guys. Well, I thank you guys. Thank you so much for sharing all these personal things. And I actually really enjoyed um talking about these things and I hope other people can connect and you know just find
1: some more connection in there I'm excited so I'm excited for some more podcasts together yes all right thank
0: you bye guys